I'm Dan. And I'm Dan. Welcome to the We Built This Business podcast as we sit down with ambitious entrepreneurs to discuss their journey and hear about the highs and the lows of running your own company. Each episode, we will find out what it takes to be an owner of a business as we learn about the challenges, the successes, the failures and the future. Okay, so we have our next guest on the show. It's lovely to meet you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for coming here today. Pleasure. Tell us about Art by Vanessa. What what exactly do you do? I run art and craft experiences for team building and well-being. The well-being part of it is learning a craft in an hour. So a lot of the problems, if you're a full-time employee, is I haven't got time. So I've codified workshops into one hour and I've done all the years of research for you. (laughs) So basically, I bring a learning experience to colleagues at their premises and colleagues produce a piece of abstract art or some origami boxes or whatever the workshop is that they've chosen. I do abstract stuff because you need no skills Right, and then just fun crafting in a team environment. Gets very creative. That's it. Love it. And then do you do those experiences online as well as in person? Yes, so my first few workshops when I started just over a year ago were online. And the workshops I did first was something called the Zentangle Method, which is a US registered process of drawing structured patterns. So you break them down into simple strokes and anyone can do it. So it's a mindful process, mindful workshop. So I started online um, and then went in person as well. Sounds absolutely fantastic. A Zentangle. Zentangle, yeah. What's on that before, Dan? I've never heard of a Zentangle, no. (laughs) There's a thing like an infinity drawing. Have you ever seen that? The symbol... You, no, no, no. Um, oh, I, I'm going to sound silly now because I can't actually remember what it's called. But <laughs> there's a there's a pattern that goes on and on and on. So as you zoom in, it's the pattern again. It's a mathematical equation. Is actually an image. Yes, it's really interesting. Yeah. So we've got the Zentangle. What yeah, else so have we my got? That's most popular workshop, the Zentangle method, because it de- it's for de-stressing. The second, my second most popular one online and in person is crazily draw a cartoon emu. Really? Really. It is literally the neck and the head of an emu. We do it step by step. So all my workshops are step by step. So you succeed. And then when it comes to drawing the fur, you pick whatever colours you like. There is a technique for flicking and they all turn out differently. It's absolutely hilarious. And it's one hour. So I've done that for... And What's anyone, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Anyone. <laughs> That's what's so great about it, is that anyone could this is actually... The point. This is the point. So yeah. when I'm devising workshops, obviously mainly from YouTube, so I am a YouTube to reality person. <laughs> Love YouTube. I watch the thing being made and decide if it's teachable in an hour to people that know nothing about the thing. So that box, for example, is totally doable by anybody. And I've now got a maybe four or five different boxes. So that's a workshop yep. in an hour or so. Yeah. And people leave with something tangible that they've made. And that's the beauty of 
um, participating, I think. That's for mindfulness, really, the Zentangle method. But actually having something physical to take away and say, I made this. People show their colleagues, I did this art. Or, yeah, I made this box, takeaway. right? So yeah. I think about that element of the workshops too. What have they got to show for the hour? Is it something you can still do virtually? Yes, the virtual. There are two ways I deliver virtual workshops, either with materials you have at home, which is becoming more popular. So ITV, I've got my third workshop for them for Mother's Day. We're making um, tulips out of paper and you can use magazine paper, newspaper. So that seems to be quite important. It's a big name drop right there, by the way, ITV. ITV. Um, But we'll talk talk a little bit more about about your clients a bit later on. Is it more live at the moment or more virtual? It is the live in-person is coming up now. So the leprosy mission was my last in-person and they did acrylic pouring. Barclays was online because they had offices in India and US, but they wanted to do the origami stuff. So yeah, maybe it's 50-50, 50-50 yeah, right? yeah. for me anyway. That doesn't mean for everybody, but certainly for me. Yeah. I mean, we, we over Christmas was probably majority virtual when it comes to numbers. Right. And then live, I guess, has picked up now, as in like people tend to, for the larger events, they're doing more in person again. Okay. Um, but it is a mix. It is, it a, is mix. a mix, yeah. 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 So going back to, to, the, to the past, is there anything that you did early on? Anything I did early on that was entrepreneurial? No. 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 So I uh, I grew up in Hong Kong. It was a quite a sheltered upbringing because I'm also adopted. So me and my brother, I think, were extra special in a way. So we very much grew up under our parents' rules. So being an entrepreneur till the age of 18, no. I was quite shy. I went, did a music degree, then moved to London to be a singer-songwriter, which is what I did for about six years after I graduated in music. So that was my thing, really. Um, and then, where, when did you do the degree? In Leicester. In Leicester. Leicester okay. Poly, yeah, which is now De Montfort. But, the, uh, and then I, but I needed money, I needed regular income, so I became a secretary. So from, eh, what, 1991 until December 21, 2021. That was my career, and I got to the top, and I became a PA to C-suite directors, and I left December 21. So I worked in corporate 30 years. Amazing. And I thought, is this it? (laughs) Is this it? And I did a painting workshop for Britvic. We did acrylic pouring, and it was so well received. It was part of their learning week. They had a learning week. They introduced a digital platform. And I thought, let's do something physical, no logging into an app, no logging into a digital platform. Let's make something. Mm. And I had 12 people in our boardroom and they loved it. And that planted the seed. And that was October 2019. Then we had COVID, March 2020. We all worked from home. Never worked from home before. Absolutely loved it. Got glued to YouTube. And that's how my business started. So did you have an interest before in the arts and crafts? Not really. It all came from Not YouTube. Not really. It came from doing that one class for Britvic. 
and that just so sparked spark the idea yeah. Yeah. and then you got the you, idea, COVID yeah. hit you've got yeah. lots of time okay yeah. I'll, I'll look at this a bit That's more right. yeah so I worked all the evenings all my lunch breaks didn't go out well we couldn't so that was a bonus so I'm a lockdown business so you said you did uh, you did you sing it singing as well yeah uh, so yeah, musician I still have that business actually I mainly do weddings I do popular covers so everything from Adele through John Denver I was going to say through Kajagoogoo, but no, <laughs> right through to the other end, down there. Down the oh, is it all covers or do you have do you own uh, Well, in the, in the 90s well? when I left De Montfort, I, was, I wrote my own songs and I was offered a publishing deal and didn't take it. I don't know if that's silly or not, but I gigged all over, the, all over London with my original stuff and I gigged at the Mean Fiddler, God knows how many times. I was a headline act there, but I was so shy. I was so nervous all the time. I had almost had no balls. You need balls in that industry. You really do. And if anyone says anything negative, you, you, I crumbled. Yeah. And that wasn't the right industry for me. So it's, a, it it's a tough industry, though, isn't really it? Really tough. Mm. You've got to yeah. be really confident. Yeah. But I just want to come back to your, you know, you, was, you said you had a previous business. So your music business. Yes, I did. So yes. you... you before you went full time in this business, but I was still working as a secretary. I see. So it was a, so I wasn't on the side. Yeah. So I'm fully self-employed now. In 13 months, so I, I just worked as a PA my whole career. And how did that go? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was really, really good at being a PA because I am very methodical and very detail-oriented. Um, and I think the methodicalness of me helps me codify workshops because I, I think of how they would feel in that situation. How Would they understand that part of the what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Would they understand what I'm talking about? So highlight of my PA career couple, actually. I worked for Edelman, Edelman PR on the Haymarket and worked for CEO and we organised events, one of their clients, asked me personally to organise some events in in Hong Kong and Singapore. Lovely. And then obviously I went, so that was fantastic. I was 24. That was amazing. And then Britvic, my last... So Edelman was one of my first permanent roles because I was a temp in the 90s. I was temping jobs all over the place so I could do the music. And then at uh, Britvic, I ran our uh, suite on Centre Court for Wimbledon at Wimbledon. And Amazing. our corporate hospitality program, which I brought in house, we had an external consultant doing it, and I thought, ah, oh, we can do that. And I brought it in house, which was great. I've had some really good highs. Got a really good CV. If you need to be my business doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it's about time we uh, we talk about some challenges. That's what our listeners are. Uh, are interested in i think finding out what what it takes to actually be successful in a business and obviously not just that just the the, the the struggles you have to go through what would you say you found more challenging than you expected so 13 months i've just completed one year so i've got data for one year which i wanted under my belt what i found challenging is dealing with lack of responses so I'm quite emotional 
And you have to remember that your business is not you. You're separate and not to attach reasons to why people don't reply and not take it personally. So that's a real, that's been my biggest challenge because I throw things out all the time because what I have to offer is fantastic. And you can take it personally when people don't necessarily see that straight away and you're ignored. So I would put that number one. And I'm still learning on how to deal with emotion, being emotionally intelligent. I think that's a, and the thing is, that's one of the biggest things to learn because it's effectively like you're in sales now. Yes, yeah, exactly. And when you're in sales, you get rejected a lot. Mm. And I think that builds the character and it also builds the resilience that you need to keep going because... Yeah. You could contact, you know, you could contact a hundred clients or a hundred companies, and you may be lucky to to hear back from one or two Correct. of them. Correct. David Schwartz has an amazing book. It's called The Power of Thinking Big or The Magic of Thinking Big. He wrote it in the seventies, and basically, what he says is nobody else can say these things as new information because everything's out there. Everything's been said about how to how to do well and how to succeed. But he says that success is constantly getting back up. It's the difference between somebody on Skid Row or an average American or a successful person is, is getting back up when you're knocked. Yeah. And actually analysing the knock and learning your lessons and doing it better. So the knocks are opportunities disguised. They're reasons to do something better. So I'm learning that as well you know analyzing those situations and it's building your character as well isn't it yeah. because you know every time you get knocked back it may be you know you you look at what you offered in a different way it's like well how could i make Correct. it better yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure i've got uh workshops that i've i've had revenue from that aren't my idea actually i do a great example is in october i did a workshop called horigami <laughs> for halloween and it was through an agent's team building agency, and they said we've got a client who wants to do origami, origami at Halloween. I thought, oh, that's genius idea. So I did a lot of research because it takes me many, many hours to to get a workshop down to one hour. It, it's days, weeks. Yeah. But I have it. I have it now for next time. But that was a client's idea, not mine. And that's so valuable. We made bats, ghosts, claws. I got dressed up in Halloween makeup <laughs> with a lot big grey wig. You know, and it was a fantastic experience. Yeah, and be open to things like that. Yeah, as well. it's the evolution, isn't it, as well, of, of, yeah. of your own ideas. Yeah. Have you had any other startup challenges since you've begun? Um well, businesses need a website, so I built the website in Wix. And in the first 12 months, I had two inquiries through it. So I thought, hmm, something wrong here. That's not the kind of... And that was less than you were hoping for. What rate I need. So I thought, I need to spend money. I can't not spend money on my business other than buying craft materials. <laughs> so I thought, right, do I move from Wix or do I talk to Wix? So I talk to Wix and they have SEO experts attached to them. 
So he's on board. He's fixing all my head, headline tags, paragraph tags, metadatas, all of that. So that feels nice because I haven't got time to learn it. Yeah, and so it's a very unique skill. Yeah. yeah, so that feels good. And I might do that again. I actually built my first website on Wix as well, like oh. six seven years ago and yep. it still operates today so that's for my kids party entertainment business right but i've never done seo uh, a okay. lot of my, a lot of my marketing is just word of mouth because it's very local that's great um, so, that's yeah. the best yeah it right? is uh, it takes obviously a while to get there yeah. what's your experience like with wix Have you, did you build everything yourself on yeah it? i didn't use temp- templates i i used click and drag yep but, um, it's nice and simple though to use it's, it's clean it's simple clean. it took me a while but that's where I wanted to be. Wix. Yes. Yeah. You can put your touch on it yeah, as well. I was on it last yeah. night. It was a good website. Yeah. It's, oh, you know, it gets, you know, It gets the information over what you need. And... Yeah. And I put my prices out there. I'm not yeah. shy. I think the more information without bombarding someone you can give for a client to make a decision, the better. Yeah. So if they see a workshop that they like, that they have questions, well, they they always do, of course. Does it fit in this space? What timings can you do? La, la, la. If you have, this is the workshop, this is what you achieve, this is how much it costs for X number of people, they're more likely to maybe send an inquiry. So you want to make it as easy as possible. Don't leave out too much information for the client yeah. or the prospect. So. With regards to other ways of getting customers, how have you attempted to get customers from, from other routes except for a website? Okay, so, so far, I have had bookings from LinkedIn, team building agencies, and there are three of them so far that have given me bookings. Repeat customers, I have three repeat customers. Fantastic. Great. So there is one team building company that just did virtual they got me all my Zentangle mindful workshops. They have, have now brought out a um, in-person branch of their company. I mean, our ITV was a great one because the well-being manager was posting regularly about her um, well-being initiatives for colleagues. And I thought, oh, I'm going to write to her on email. So guessed her email address. It's not difficult, I guess. I mean, she responded to me, and that was really easy. So she was an exception. That is a great way of getting a customer. So <laughs> she you, was you, an exception, yeah. So you found her details on LinkedIn, I, did I you? Follow, I follow um, well-being experts, culture experts, HR to a degree, engagement experts, employee engagement experts. And I engage with them on LinkedIn to try and build rapport first. You can wait for inbound leads. You can wait your entire life for inbound <laughs> leads. Sometimes you just have to be brave and go out and get some. Yeah. And that was where I was at when I wrote to her. I think that's one of the biggest challenges any business faces is yeah. getting customers. It is, and not to be salesy. Just be a human being. So the social media channels, obviously LinkedIn. LinkedIn's it. Facebook, do you use really. any other socials? I'm on Facebook because I joined a LinkedIn Mastermind course a year ago, how to use LinkedIn for inbound leads with fabulous Helen Pritchard. And all her, her webinars are on Facebook or Zoom. So I'm on Facebook for that. And I'm also on Facebook just to look for crafty ideas. And then Instagram, obviously I post pictures of 
the crafts that I do. So Instagram, lot, Instagram would be a good one because it, it, it's visual. Visual, exactly. Have you thought about YouTube? Yes, a long time ago. It's maybe it's that challenge of is it worth it? Do I invest all this time? That's actually that's a really good challenge for any business. Do I invest hours and hours of my time setting something up and it doesn't work? You have to to see if it does mm-hmm. or doesn't work, right? Yep. And that's a real mind to just say, right, I'm going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that because you never know if it will work or not. Yeah, because doing something is often the easiest thing to avoid. It's easy to say you're going to do something, but it's a lot harder to actually go and do it. And then when you go and do it, you have to commit to it. You you have to commit. You have to finish. (laughs) You have so many unfinished (laughs) projects. And it is all about timing as well, as in, like, you, you only have so many hours in a week. So you yeah. have to prioritise what you yeah. are capable of doing. To, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And when when you're just starting out, you don't have 40 hours to spend no, working on your YouTube channel. marketing and sales, getting new business. This podcast is sponsored by Shazoo.co. They put together branded swag boxes for new employees that make the onboarding experience personal. Check out Shazoo.co today. So how do you how do you plan your, your day or your week? Well, so here's some advice as a newbie business owner. Write in your diary. Get a diary, first of all, a paper diary that you write in. Okay, because if you get an idea, you write it in the diary. So, how do you do that if you're driving a car? Because I quit off. Pull over. Pull over. Yes. (laughs) Or have a little memo device in your car and just hit record. Okay, that's that's. I need one of those quite often. I get ideas. I'm like, how am I supposed to? Because they're gone. Yeah. You think I'll remember that? Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's gone, and you think, oh, that was a really great idea. Write them down or record them. Have a diary. So, and the day before, the night before, before you go to bed, write down what you need to do the next day. I never did it, and I woke up. What am I doing today? I have no focus. Because if you wake up without a plan, it's really difficult to have a plan. I I used to wake up in the middle of the night and suddenly think of all these things that I needed to do the next day. Oh, yes. And, And what I found really helped was I would write in my phone, and my to-do list, what I needed to do the next day, and then I was able to go back to sleep. But if I, if I didn't do that, I found that I struggled and I kept replaying it in my head that I need to do that the next day and I was worried I was going to forget. That's yeah, it definitely Absolutely. works. Yeah. It's amazing how the brain plays. Yeah. So yeah. the night before you're, you're planning, and how, what I'm trying to, I think, uh, understand is how do you plan what you're going to do that next day? So do you, Yeah, that's a really you, good question. Do you give yourself certain amounts of time for each area of the business um you've got to be well look i made a profit in year one fantastic which is great and i'm thinking how the f did i do that (laughs) when i ran a diary like i did this hour is linked in the next two hours is creativity then lunch then and chunk it out right i didn't do that for 12 months I didn't do it I just did what I needed to do my husband said just keep doing what you're doing what go for coffee (laughs) keep making stuff 
keep codifying things and keep doing your LinkedIn and just keep doing it. So I was, I'm a novice crafter, or was, was, so I had a lot to learn. So I made stuff, right? You know, you, you do all these small changes. Small, small, small. Yes, don't get overwhelmed with big changes or big steps. Yeah. There are so many infographics on LinkedIn about small micros, micro steps. So it's not going for a run. It's first of all, putting your trainers by the door, front door. That's the step, right? If going for a run is too scary, which probably for most people it is. Yeah. You just, or buy some trainers. Just pick your trainer. That's all you have to do on the day one, right? Pick your trainers up and put them by the front door. That's it. And that act, that little micro step will make you feel good. Yeah. And then the next day, you find some socks. <laughs> That's it, yeah. right? And then, well, then you go out the door eventually, but yeah. little, little steps going in the right direction. And that's, I think that's yeah. what businesses tends to be like, you know, you, especially it's in the organic, beginning. It's organic, isn't it? You, you're, you're building more products each month. Yeah. You get more products to offer. Yeah. You know, your website gets more well-known. People yeah. start to know you more. Yeah. Because one of the things you're up against as a new business is you're a new business. So people haven't worked people with you before. People don't know me. Yeah, they don't know if you're going to be around next month or yeah. next week. So they they need to build up that trust first. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the hardest things in the first year or two years that you don't you don't hear about is literally the fact that people don't know you. So you have to show them that trust keep doing really good things i can offer a really good thing that one of my team building companies did and to verify me so i just wrote to them out of the blue in september 2020 hi i'm vanessa uh i do this are you interested online i have an overhead camera high definition i have this i can do this i have a fantastic relationship with that company now but what they do is they verify workshops they verify suppliers. So you do a freebie with them. They trust you. They then promote you. So my client logo page on my website says trusted by. And it's because of that initiative that that company had. Because I can't, give, yeah. I can't say trust me to Microsoft, which was my first big booking. But the agency can because they've done it. Microsoft booked Zentangle at end of a conference, 200 people. Wow, 200. Yeah, that was my first biggie. And I was trusted by the team building company because I did it with them. So that's a really good way of if you get new suppliers or you want to really have a feel for their personality and what they do. Are you on any review sites? Like Trustpilot yes, or Review uh, Style? Trustpilot, no. I did, try, I did a workshop for Amazon and they said, can we leave a review? And I went, yeah, here, 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 please. Nothing. Yeah, that can often be the way. Was it on... I you, have Google reviews. Google reviews, yeah. I have LinkedIn recommendations, reviews, and I have testimonials on my website. I am a member of the Hearts Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur Foundation. And as part of that membership, you get mentors. And the mentor said to me, get reviews get case studies, get testimonials. Don't be shy to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Always get, 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 get. Get an interview with someone. Ask them how they felt during the work, you know, things like that. And that's yeah. all about going back to the music, I think, being a bit shy. But I'm definitely working on that. So It's, that, get, it's getting feedback, isn't it? It's often the hardest. Get the feedback. Yeah. 
all the time. Then the more you build them up, the more yeah. trust you have. Yeah, and, and it, do freebies if you need to. We've done similar things, haven't we? I mean, with always asking people for yeah. feedback, building, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, building new new ideas. The only way to get them out there is to offer it for free. I think that's it. Yes, yeah, um, and it's a learning for me as well. Yeah, learning for everybody. It works it's both ways. People. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So you get a lot out of it. I mean, these are the challenges every startup business is going to have. The overcoming. The objections, overcoming the trying to get customers. Not taking it personally. You know, I wouldn't have left bef- full-time employment before I did, once I cleared my mortgage and then went solo. Yeah. So you've got to balance your outgoings with your incomings if you're thinking of resigning from anywhere. Yeah. You know, can you afford to not have income for X months, right? It's a daunting prospect when you go from always having someone pay you at the end of the month to yeah. you being responsible to yeah. bring that well, money in 51 years so yeah. that's how long it took me to go for it to leap yeah. and i had a fantastic job the highest salary i've been on my whole career and say goodbye yeah i mean but that's so. that's a, an amazing thing to do because it's actually doing something that you want to do this is this is definitely value before income for me i absolutely love Seeing people make art, well, the acrylic pouring is my art workshop, or make something that they can gift to somebody else. You know, I love it. I love it. Long may I carry on. So here we are, the question of the day for you, Vanessa. (laughs) The question of the day is arts or crafts? Crafts. Crafts. I would pick crafts because that's a good question. <laughs> good because I I wrote it after three glasses of wine last night. I thought I didn't know if that's a good question. Oh, crafts! So it needs to be crafts by Vanessa, then, doesn't it? Crafts really? by Vanessa. That would yeah, work, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason um, why you would choose crafts yes, over art? Because there is a lot more that I can teach in the crafting arena than art. I'm not an, a student of art. I can't really draw. I do an emu. <laughs> uh there is there is that uh, i would choose crafts purely because there's a lot more you can make yeah okay. you, i think there's yeah, more good, satisfaction good in crafts and art as well because if you're doing the landscape or and it's very hard to get that right in an hour and i don't want disappointed customers so love it crafts yeah. crafts it is no it's a good choice <laughs> what, what would your choice be and, uh, I think I would, I would go with you, actually, yeah. Yeah? yeah getting hands-on, creating something out of lots of... It's good to see and... from what you can produce from a piece of paper. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I... This is going back to something else that came up. Listen to others. Do you have a workshop, Vanessa, where we can just use A4 paper? No, I didn't at the time. But, oh, boy, do I now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We yeah. make boxes... Um, dishes for peanuts, a boomerang that comes back, you have to catch it, just with A4 or letter size, so American paper different. Some model mobile phone holder you can make with A4 paper, believe nice. it or not. So I love questions. Just going back a little bit to your the first ever event that you did virtually, how, how did that go? Oh, what is what was it? Was it in during covid when you did your first your first virtual event? Wait, no, it wasn't because I didn't resign until... Oh, 
I remember. Thank you, guys. I remember. It was for NELFT, which is a foundation trust of the NHS, North East London Foundation Trust. And I was still at Britvic. I knew someone that I connected with on LinkedIn because I worked with them previously. And they said, oh, you'd be great for our thank you festival. Can you send us your workshops? And I think I literally had six at that time. And they booked three. So the very first workshop I did online was... Origami. What was your first virtual event, Dan? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you. Oh, that's a low test of me now. Um, uh, well, how many? Did, how many have I've done? What virtually online? Yeah, at least two hundred. Oh my gosh, that's quite a Do few. You remember the first one? I remember the first. Ah, one. I'm going back now. Um, it was a quiz, wasn't it? It was a quiz. It yeah. was a quiz, and <laughs> I think. I think within about ten minutes of starting, my computer, internet my internet, my internet stopped. <laughs> and luckily, though, it was just with um, it wasn't a paid yeah. client. My it was actually and just and a couple of other friends. Yeah, as well, so. um, okay. it was it was a first first test, wasn't it? It was during COVID. And your internet went down, and we suddenly lost our host. Yeah, and we were all just staring at the screen, going, mm-hmm. "Maybe he's coming back." <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, the next one we did where you had internet went really, really well. Yeah, I mean, I can't really remember that one. I tend to remember the ones that don't go so well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the tra- learnings, That's yeah. it, yeah, you, you take on board what you need to. Cringy and... learnings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is yeah. kind of, because you're in that creative world, it is the perfectionist as well. Mm, like, um, you're always searching for the next level. You know, you you create something and you're happy with it, but you always can see improvements. I think that's good to think like that. Whereas Actually, everyone else uh, sees it for the first time and thinks, oh, that was fantastic. That right. was really good. Right. Whereas the creator, probably similar with music or anything else that you're creating, you always think, I could do that better. Yeah, yeah, yeah it never, never stops. So next 12 months, what does uh, Art so, by Vanessa look like? Um, I have a spreadsheet, of course, in Excel. Excellent. Um, I'm also a member of a business incubator programme, which is run by the University of Hertfordshire. They um, interviewed candidates to get free free business course, and I was chosen, which is amazing. So we go to the university twice a month for coaching by a venture venture capitalist yeah i think he is and our second session was what's your roadmap for the next 12 months and we had to do a roadmap obviously it's fictional because you don't know what's going to happen but double the revenue of course that seems like a good one uh more repeat customers obviously more customers but more repeats right because that's Five times cheaper than getting a new customer. More sustainability, more eco-friendly, more recyclable workshops. Okay, so you can buy eco-paper. Definitely that. So I will have a page on my website that will say something like sustainable craft experiences. It's a specific category they can look at. That's a really good idea. I'm going to grow that. I have 30-minute workshops already, just in case people don't have an hour. They want a lunch and learn or something at the end. I've, that that category is there. So I'm also working on seasonal. Seasonal is a massive category for me. Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, there's a plethora of things you can make. You can make paper flowers. Beautiful, right? That's eco. They don't die. 
So a seasonal calendar, Chinese New Year, it's every end of January, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Mothering Sunday, UK, Mother's Day, May, US, and then all the rest of it, International Smile Day. Did you know there's an International Smile Day in September? No, there's a day for everything. Yeah, isn't there? A day every day. day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there is. I've talked like a pirate day. That's so, one of my favourites. Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. kidding. <laughs> really? There is, yeah. Did you make that one up? <laughs> so, definitely working on a seasonal or special occasion calendar yeah. with workshops attached, giving people a reason to get their people together. Yeah, that's it. Simple. Love it. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. plan. Oh, and earn more than I did at the PA, of course. That's, that's that, always the goal. Is that the end goal? No. no. Uh, earn way more than I earn at the <laughs> PA. It's the end goal. And then pick and choose the workshops that I can do. So when, when do you think you'll get to that position when you can have your first employee? So, uh, yeah, so scalability is important for me because when I'm booked, I can't do another workshop. So I always have in the back of my mind, would this person work well with Art by Vanessa? Does this person have a sense of humour? That's the first thing I look at. Is this, is this person fun? Is this yeah. person engaging? To make sure there's potential people that I can use as freelancers, really, and just pay them per job. That's the way I'm looking at it at the moment, rather than having a salaried person. I can relate to that. I build a lot of our, our own events and obviously you put a lot of passion you know exactly how you want it to be delivered yeah and then entrusting that to someone else is extremely difficult to do you've done it we've done it done it yeah it's not without its problems but you do have to do it okay it doesn't always work out but you will eventually get someone i mean it's worked out for us now it's taken a while to get there but so at the moment i'm saying i can't unfortunately can't do that time on that date do you have another date or time and I'm trying, I try and manipulate the timing of the workshop because there's no one I can really send in at the moment. So that will that will happen, hopefully. It just takes it takes that confidence to find someone. Yeah, yeah. And trust them. I did a hat painting workshop actually for a bar mitzvah. And there were the part there was 300 people at the party, and they initially said, Can you quote for 300? I said, That's impossible. I cannot, even with someone else. Uh, manage hat painting for 300 I, but I quoted I thought well the client wants that I'll quote and then you just hire yeah right and then she said how about 100 people and I did that on my own it was hard because you're constantly refreshing the painting pots cleaning the brushes cleaning the stencils finding a new hat their size and I was like this all day so I definitely needed to have taken someone with me because the process is simple um and then for there was a coffee shop a coffee brand was having a launch product launch and it came through a team building company and because I've got a connection with them they said can you deliver some art workshops a for the guests and b for the general public and I quoted to have a person come with me for that because that would have been ridiculous on my own. So I'm very conscious of I will need people yeah. as I grow. Yeah, I think you know all you can do is keep keep your eye eye out on you know if you see people that may work 
just you know mention it to them at some point and then yeah. all you can do is pick up the phone to them or drop them an email when yeah. you have that opportunity yeah yeah well, my best friend is a, is probably number one because they're a best yeah. friend for friends a and family are always the best yeah, yeah. or not they can <laughs> let you down they can they, they can. can yeah it's it's a hard one. I mean, it is a hard one. Here, I'll take your advice when I get there. I've got my so my mum works in accounts for us. Steve, one of my business partners, he has his mum working accounts for us. He also okay. has his sister-in-law. I've had my sister at some point work for the company oh, and stuff. Right. So, yeah, it does. You know, you pull your people dog in. walks for the works for the company. My my golden retriever occasionally <laughs> does come out. Yeah. He didn't greet me. Well, Is I think she meet and greet. No. Yeah, she's um she's not much of a guard dog. Let's just say that. <laughs> she's just killed out, passed out asleep. Oh, I'd love to see her. She's out <laughs> hosting a game show. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. We trust. Co-host. We trust only certain dogs and <laughs> animals. <laughs> ready for a game it's called business brawl and it's very simple Vanessa oh, God. <laughs> um, it's but basically this game is to link us into our one of our final questions today so I'm basically going to give you a name of a company and then you're going to pair it up with a rival company in the same industry so it's very simple it's very basic which will do very well if I said Pepsi you would say Coke yes do you want to know what the, the top score is so far, or should I keep it a secret? No, keep it a secret. Don't keep it a really secret. Like okay. I feel like I need to walk like a leaderboard or something. People can. We'll, we'll build one. We'll, we'll build, build a leaderboard. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Then I'm going to start. You've got 30 seconds. Oh, it's, no. all, it's all. It's all. It is. I'm just going to name <laughs> name a business. You have to pair it up. Hit me. Here we go. First one coming up to start a timer. BP. Gel. Vodafone. Uh, Virgin. Unilever. Procter Gamble. Royal Bank of Scotland. NatWest. Boots. Uh, Superdrug. Ford. Honda. McDonald's. Burger King. H&M. Boohoo. BMW. Ford. Audi. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, ah, Toyota. Art by Vanessa. (laughs) Um, Artist and... Time is up. Dan was scoring. Hopefully. I was. The score was eleven. Eleven. What does that mean? It sound you sound that you sound like disappointed <laughs> with that score there. I Dan. wasn't disappointed. Give, it almost, was so close. Give it, oh, giving so it close. Far, giving away far. the fact that the top score is twelve. You're oh, one away. Damn it. I paused. Aldi. Yeah, that one. Aldi. You meant Aldi the supermarket, didn't you? Did I say? Did I say? Did you I say it like Aldi or Aldi? Oh, okay. Oh, did I mispronounce oh, the word? Ah, right. Retake. I mispronounced my worms. <clears throat> Aldi. Lidl. Lidl. There we go. <laughs> yes, I've actually got Lidl written as the answer. But you did very well. You very did very well. well. Thank you. Um, I thought I might have got you on Unilever. That was uh, a tough one. It was a tough yeah. one. He has yeah. my corporate background there. Yeah, that, yeah. so you knew All that straight away. Yeah. 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 yeah, well done. Oh, thank you. Um, there was another one. Which one did you say? They said Boohoo, didn't you? For oh, H&M. H&M, Boohoo. I don't Everybody's know what Boohoo. Shop. What's Boohoo? It's an online, it's an online shop. shop. It's an online yeah. shop. Yeah. That's a, definitely a, a rival company, I think. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. I love it. <laughs> Um, so the, the 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 game is to link us into our next question, which is about competition. And 
innovation. Yeah. I guess you've already yeah. kind of talked about your plans, but is there anything you've got in your mind that you'd like to do to kind of keep pushing the business forward? Yeah, good question. I know you mentioned about the stuff you're doing, eco stuff. So I guess that's kind of um, sustainability. I think is a really good area. Yeah. that's where that's going to be popular, isn't so, it? Yeah. I think when you're talking about painting, can you get eco canvases? Can you get eco paint? Don't know. So my a USP there or my edge could be completely sustainable workshops, which are paper based bamboo wood things like that obviously if you're focusing on that you need to consider how you get to venues because the car is not sustainable whether you you know in google maps when you plan a route you get a little green leaf that shows the most eco carbon dioxide friendly route i did not know that i've heard of it but i didn't realize it was carbon so coming here there were three options and I chose the one that took longer, but was less miles. So that's the eco route. I understand. So yeah. making customers aware that I consider eco and not just the materials, I think, um, especially if they are a B Corp or um, concerned with the well-being of the planet as well. So B Corp relationships are quite important to me. It's on my radar. Also, companies that support PETA, PETA, animal rights, people that have makeup products, brands that are not tested on animals, things like that. Because let's face it, the world is doomed, isn't it? <laughs> we don't look after that. it. Yeah. Um, but having said that, uh, I can't, everything's not going to be sustainably achievable. That's just, you know, it's not how it. Uh, how it is it's just adapting the business to be as viable as possible yeah Yeah. so that's probably a big growth area for me it's been it's been wonderful having you uh, to talk to you and uh where can people where can people find you i have two channels number one is the corporate company market for well-being and learning and two private events private parties and my website is artbyvanessa.co.uk lovely it's all on there well, thank you for joining the podcast with Dan and Dan. And this is We Built This Business. <laughs>